Welcome to Relationship Gold. I'm your host, Levi. And I'm Danielle. And we have our first segment here on Anchor. Now, this is a new show. It has to do with, you know, relationships, kind of, but also just everyday life. Talk about everything from... Funny stories, shower thoughts, personal experiences. Stupid debates. Oh, we love stupid debates. We do a whole bunch of interesting new ideas that just kind of come across our mind. We have very strange conversations, and we're always being like, if somebody could hear us right now, they'd think we were crazy. So we decided to get really ballsy and make sure people could hear us so they think we're crazy. (laughs) That works. That works. Now, for those of you, because this is the first episode, kind of our pilot, before we take off, we advise that all small children clear the room. Please. We, alright. I have no filter when I'm stoned, and therefore I don't want to, you know, uh, disillusion or scar your children in any way with my commentary. So, we'll give you a second, kind of show them off of Blue's Clues, give them, give them a cookie. Hey guys, I think there's a clue in your bedroom. Go find it. The first person to find it gets five bucks added to their allowance. Ah! They all go in there tearing the whole room apart. Right. Good parenting. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so for this first segment, um, we were going to do a little bit of talking about the whole presidential debate thing. I know it's kind of like a touchy subject, but what the hell. Go ahead. Alright, for those of you that somehow did not see or hear about that train wreck, plane wreck of a disaster, that was the presidential first debate. Guys, I, I've i seen some pretty sad, awful debates based around some pretty stupid ideas. For example, do you remember the Hillary Clinton-Trump uh, debate? Show me your taxes, show me your emails. Alright, that was dumb enough. But it had some political agenda to it. Right. This This wasn't even, like, political-based. This was all personal attacks. It was like a cheerleader, like, fight where they're pulling each other's hair and going, Ah, stop that! I'm gonna break a nail! And kind of just, you know, doing the whole girly fight, cat fight, flap your wrist at each other thing. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that was one of the worst debates, I think, in history. Alright, I am pretty sure that... You haven't done anything in 47 years! Yeah, that... uh, Was that really an argument to the vice... Vice president! That's not something that they just hand out. Even if it was vice, that's awesome. Yeah, no, that even that took a lot of... Second of all, Trump's an idiot because, and yes, I said that, because of the the fact that he's over here, not just discounting that, but look at his past. He's bankrupt all his companies. He's stupid as hell. Like, I'm sorry. And he's also a sexist, racist pig. Yeah, no, I... There's lots of... There's lots of reason we, reasons we should have never... Appointed him as president. Impeach the Cheeto. Impeach the Cheeto. Danny and I have been saying it all along. I started that. Yep, she even has a page if you want to check it out on Facebook. It's called To the World, a Letter of Apology. Which, that's a pretty good one. You yeah. Know. It's uh, all about how sorry we are that Trump is even at the national, you know, representatives meeting for, like, like a UN thing. We're, we are so sorry you guys have to deal with our president. That, that was kind of the theme for the page. Yeah, and for those of you that somehow 
are diehard Trump fans that somehow don't like us, you're pulling on your popcorn and getting ready, cracking your knuckles about to send us an angry email. Do it! Do it. Go ahead. We love a good laugh. All right? (laughs) Now, I will say Biden was slightly better. Not by much, but yes. He's a goofball. He, he, seriously, he's somebody that you imagine as a side character in a, uh, in a sitcom. I'm sorry. So, Joe, I would like to sit you down and talk to you about this. You didn't make it for the lead, but we really like you as a supporting politician, a supporting actor here. So we want you to be second best. How do you feel about that? I mean, that's nothing, nothing he said, dude. He looks like he is a very cool person, but seriously, everybody in America will forever see him as kind of the goofy vice president, uh, that took, uh, took, he took people and gave them hope, he gave a lot of people help, but he was more doing that, you know, to show that he cared, which is great, but yeah, he is more of a supporting character. I because of that, and this before anybody says anything and jumps on any trains. I really don't think there are any good options. I've never tried to be extremely po- politically active, but I always try to vote. You know, especially at major elections because my vote counts, and I know that. All right. But guess what? This year I ain't voting. I I am encouraging others not to vote because that seems to be the only thing that will show the government that we don't like it. If we don't like something, we change it. And the only way to change a system is to not participate in that system. Mm, Not sure I agree with that, but interesting concept. Yeah. Um, I had a thought the other day. Um, you know how people do like the fantasy football thing where they do the point system and figure out who they want for their team, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what if we had a fantasy league and then this one would be the political edition? Like we choose somebody that we would put as president, vice president, first lady, and then any other categories that we want to. And we kind of see what the people think. Who's would be better? All right, well, this is going to be a fun one. All right. It is. Okay, so who wants to go first? Uh, Ladies first, I think. All right. So for president, wait, should we do president last? President should be last. Okay, we'll we'll do that last. I'll just tell you the ones that I had outside of the three that we talked about. Okay, go ahead. So I had legislative branch was Demi Lovato. I feel like she's very progressive and non-judgmental. She's got a good message, and she stands up for what she believes in, but she's also very tolerant. Um, and so I feel like she would be very good at having bringing about change, you know? That's fair. In a fair manner. Now, judicial, I picked Morgan Freeman. I'm sorry. I, could, I would go to Senate just to listen to him speak. We are at war. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's nice. Keep talking. <laughs> Tell me more. Um, I also had, for military, I did, like, head of military stuff, I put Vin Diesel. I was thinking about his uh, character in The Pacifier when he was a SEAL. Yeah. And he was all like, you know that deep voice that he uses is kind of like this, you know? It's all gravelly. Can you imagine him being like, scramble the troops? So because he has a deep voice... He's all muscly and tough. We want tough people. 
Okay, but that doesn't mean he knows shit about military. No, but I think he would be good in the position. He knows how to kick it. I said the character from the pacifier. (laughs) Sir, what do I do, sir? Grab that tank. Which one, sir? The shiny one. (laughs) The one that has the muscle car in it. In In this theory, they would all know what their jobs were about. Fair. Okay. Okay. So okay. Okay. He okay. would know what he was doing. Thank you. Okay. Go ahead. Go All ahead. right. Now for IRS, I put Robin Williams would be the head of the IRS because everybody knows their joke. And yeah, that would that would definitely bring some laughs in. Hey, you're bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's um, nice. Somebody uh, go sell off my you know two million. Dollars worth of classic cars. And... Oh. Now, what about the... Uh... You could do the first lady. Or no, wait, you had two that you wanted to do outside of that, didn't you? Right, right, right. And actually, it's funny that you said the IRS was Robin Williams because that's why I chose for Secretary of State. Not mm. because he's an actor and made people laugh. It was because he was a humanitarian. He loved to help people. So... Yeah. Helping states would be a good way to kind of unify them. Cause so would... he's like the glue to the states that makes the U.S. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. All right. The secretary of the military would be Steve Irwin. All right. He could teach all the troops, like, war tactics of other animals and make it where they're unstoppable. You thought you saw guerrilla troops? Nah. This mo- we have alligator troops. I'll grab you, pin you to the ground, and spin you around real fast. <laughs> I can just imagine him being like, Crikey, it's an Afghan terrorist. I'm going to poke it with a stick of dynamite. Calm down, Fluffy. I think it would be funny. Okay, okay. All right, so, and then... You can go first on the first lady. All right. Honestly, I'm thinking Jane Goodall. Hmm. That... Would be, first of all, an interesting choice. She cares about all living things, so it would be an equality for all kind of stance, which... Gotcha. Yeah. Makes sense. My first lady vote was Adele. Two reasons. She's very composed and, like, gracious and just elegant. She really just is amazing at not accepting criticism. She stands for something, and I like that she's not trying to be a Barbie doll. Yeah. So... I think she'd be really good at standing her ground, but being fair and, like, a good representative, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'll go first on the VP. Good, good. I was torn, so I put two. We could either try to do another Joe Biden character and do Bill Murray. Okay, okay. Get it all goofified. Or Anthony Hopkins. I was thinking of his character in Meet Joe Black. You know how he's all, like, businessy and has the suit on and he's, like, older? You know, I honestly can't think of anything else other than Silence of the Lambs and I'm, uh, I'm over here, but... <laughs> We're screwed! We're doomed. Anyway, um, what was yours for the vice? So the, for the vice president, I was thinking John Cena. Ooh, that's actually a good one. Yeah, you know, he was a, uh, he's kind of always been somebody that stands up, especially for the kids, uh, does a whole bunch of charity He did work. the Nick Awards or something like that, yeah, right? he's Yeah, he's also done, like, a whole bunch of just kid shows. It's kind of cool. He's versatile, but he's also somebody that sticks up for kids. He's actually done a uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation request. I know hundreds of times, if not wow. thousands. Yeah. Yeah, people like that are awesome. Yeah. You know, like, uh, let's see, who else did that? Keanu Reeves did a good one. Do you remember 
I think you told me that. Yes, yes. Keanu Reeves is also a very... He, he does it quietly. He doesn't try to publicize it at all. Just does good things and that just shows. Yes. <sighs> okay, sorry. We're gonna we're gonna have to talk about pet peeves after this because I hate the grammar thing that you keep doing. Okay. Um, but last one. You go ahead and tell your president, and then I will. Mine would be Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> you sounded like an Arnold robot. <laughs> babe, babe, babe. Now, um, the reason why. Ironically, he wouldn't be able to be president uh, because he's not born in this country. Uh, but he actually is probably more American belief-based than any other person that has uh, been in office as far as, you know, he believes in this country. He believes in what this country can actually do. And since he's came to America, he has done his best to not Come. just... Came to America. Come. Come to America, fine. (laughs) He has been one of those people that has not only uh, been a motivational speaker, he's been um, uh, actually an actor, which for some reason, politicians and actors go hand in hand anyway. Yeah, they're Uh, both fake. Yeah, kind of. Oof, ouch. Yeah. But he's was governor of California. That actually... So he has experience. He has experience in a huge office. And if I remember correctly, he was in the office at the same era that they progressed with marijuana, with uh, equality rights for marriage, with everything. So he's been, you know, in a place where he could have let the whole world go to crap in there. And he actually tried to make it a That's little awesome. better. Yeah. Well, mine, last but not least, is Dwayne Johnson. Sort of for the same reasons, actually. Yeah. Um, He has done a lot of motivational stuff. I used to watch some of his videos on YouTube about, like, not quitting and pushing yourself to the limit, having discipline, stuff like that. Kind of his backstory, and it was really inspirational. Uh, But I've also seen him in movies where he's being a goofball with kids. Like, think about Tooth Fairy. Yeah, yeah. Think about... um, We'll see what's the other one that he did. Jumanji. Jumanji was, was a good one, yeah. So he can be a goofball, and that's awesome. And yeah. And also, he 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 looks really tough and like, don't mess with me, kind of thing. Can you imagine those presidents going at each other? Like, who would win? So Arnold Schwarzenegger, or Dwayne Johnson. So who would win? Who who should be president? You guys, guys go ahead and comment on which league you think is better, or you can just vote specifically on the president. But I think that Dwayne Johnson would do better. Yeah. All so right. I need to talk about this whole pet peeve thing. I hate it when you say the wrong thing. It bothers me so much. Like I'm a lyricist, so words mean a lot to me. I mean, they mean something to everybody, but they mean a lot to me. You need to get it right. I'm from the south. So. South, T-H, not F. I can't do it. I'm not going to be like, you know, correcting your your sentence structure if you say things backwards or something. But if you can't pronounce the word, South. oh my God, why are you using it? South, is that better? Thank you. You're welcome. Now, I have my own pet peeves here. Really? Right? Yes. For example, when I have to put on damp clothes that don't come, like, they go into the dryer, but you can tell they need to go back in, but you're running late for an appointment. So you just throw them on anyway and just kind of oh, stick to your body. Yeah. That's horrible. 
it really is. Um, let's see, what are some other things that I hate? I hate when you do the V or the W sitting with your knees. Ah, yeah. Where your butt is on the floor and your knees are like twisted sideways so that your feet are flat on the floor on the inside of your feet. Oh my God, stop. You're trying to break your kneecaps. Ah, forget about it. <laughs> I owe myself money, huh? Oh my God. Alright, alright. I understand, I understand. I hate cockroaches. It's not just... Uh, that was uh, random. Yeah, I know, I know. Okay, so now we're just listing our, our pet peeves. We're not going at each other. We're just going to listen. I guess so, because okay, I couldn't so think... what about cockroaches? I couldn't think of anything that you do that's, like, bending over and being yeah. all... And nothing I have has to do with that. But you could say that you're irritated that I correct your grammar. It is irritating. Yes, but at the same time, I don't want to sound like an idiot, especially now that I'm trying to run a talk show. <laughs> hey, y'all, come get your toilet piper. But at, at the same time, we're not stuck up about it either. Yeah, fair enough. And you know that I mess, I'm just messing with you. I mess I with you all the time. I know. I like to poke fun at him, but he likes it, so it's okay. It's a relationship goal. It really is. If like, you can mess with your partner and have them actually get offended, you're doing pretty good. I don't know, because I don't want to offend you, you know, but when you're like, hey, like playfully, it's cool, you know? Yeah. So I'm good with that. Um, let's see, what else do I hate? I hate when you get an ice cream cone. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, you were doing yours first. You were doing going to do the cockroach one. Yes, that ain't just a I hate them pet peeve. That's a I hate them with a burning passion. You've seen me around spiders, snakes, gators even. You know, I don't... I'm not bothered by that. May I have some more? Yes, you may. Um, I'm more bothered by, seriously, cockroaches. Alright, I will act like a little girl and run away <laughs> after I spray the whole counter with Raid. Oh like, I am... We got a mattress from Craigslist one time. It was horrible. And, um, somehow they got cockroaches in our house. So, they were behind... The fridge, and when we went to move it to clean the floor the next time, there was a whole bunch of them. You freaked out and ran to the bedroom, and I was over here stepping on them and spraying stuff behind the thing, and I was freaking out about it, and you wouldn't come out of the room until I came and got you. Like, you closed the door and tried to keep him out with the door. And I was like, it has a crack under it, but you didn't listen. You just held the door shut. I'm like, gee, thanks, Levi. I know. If I, I know. ever get stuck in a fire with you, I'm screwed. No. <laughs> Once again, that, unless it's a fire of cockroaches. Okay. Then, I, then I'm screwed. Yeah, if it's a, if it's raining fiery <laughs> cockroaches, you're on your own, sister. Just go. Ouch. <laughs> See? Poke fun. It's cool. I can take it. Yeah. Um, alright, so mine was ice cream cones when you get them, and they have delicious ice cream. And then, like, halfway through the cone, there's nothing. And all you have left is stupid cone. It's cone butt. It's the butt of the cone, people. And you're just eating it with no ice cream. Depends on the cone for me, really. I actually like some of the actually, cones. Actually, I can think of some, yeah, like the, the waffle cones that have, like, the glaze on them, especially. <laughs> Are you eating the plastic cones, too? No, I was talking about, like, the, um, you know how there's a difference between the waffle cones and then, like, the cones you get from the grocery store that are, like, a cup and a stick? I like this. Which ones? Oh. I like the waffle cones. I could eat that by itself, but I don't like eating the other one by itself. By the way, just saying I just thought of something. What? 
What if we made uh, the um, oh, crap funnel cakes? We made them into waffle cones. How would you do that? It can be done. I'm sure somebody out there listening this is like, dude, I'm totally stealing that. Yeah, it's that's a French. A it's a French chef. They're like, oh, 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 oh that's Actually, a good idea. Funnel oh, cakes. Oh, oh, oh. Anybody that is listening that's ever had a funnel cake, I just understand. wanted you to do my snooty French laugh. Okay. Oh. That's all I was saying. Okay. Well then. <laughs> What's your next one? Your pet peeve. All right, my next pet peeve, honestly, is uh, free stuff with purchase. All right, like, for example... When he first got here, I have to tell the story. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. When he first got here, okay, we went and drove past Village Inn, and they had this huge sign that says, Free Pie on such and such day. He was so upset when I told him we were not going in to get free pie. He's like, but it's free. I said, no, it's not. You have to buy something. And he's like, it says free pie. We went in there. Yeah, I was right. It was a free piece of pie if you if you bought a purchase over this amount or whatever the requirement was. They brought me over to the sign, which in freaking small enough print, I had to walk up to it to see it says with purchase. Thanks. Really, thanks, guys. It said the date that there was free pie. Alright? I was expecting free pie. You don't promise free pie and then say, oh, you gotta buy something else. Yes, you get a free pie, but what happens if you just went to free pie? You don't get it. Then say, if you buy this, get a free pie. There we go. Okay, I can deal with that, but if you just say in huge letters... Free pie? <laughs> okay. Let's see what else I hate. Oh my god, sticky. I actually get angry at this. If I get anything sticky on me at all, I get angry. I start yeah. seeing red and I don't know why it bothers me so much, but it does. And the fact that we have three kids. Yep. Whenever they eat pancakes, I'm like, don't touch mommy until you get in the bath. Don't, do not touch me. It's so gross. I hate that feeling. I've seen you hug our kids covered in mud. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. But the sticky thing absolutely does. Okay, I can kind of see that too. (laughs) You're freaking out now. No, I can kind of get that one. Because I've felt sticky syrup especially is bad. It doesn't... Especially if you don't have anything to wash it off and you're going to be sitting in it for a while. Well, not just that. It gets in between your fingers and you get... Yeah! Yeah, no. Oh, God, I hate that. It's horrible. It really is. Did you have any more? I think you had one more. Well, actually, I, uh, this is a bad one for me, so... Oh, God, I hate this story. So, for those of you that have problems gritting your teeth in your sleep, <laughs> I need to tell you a story. No! <laughs> Don't tell the story. My dad... He's telling the story. <laughs> my dad was one of the worst people in the world. To grit his teeth. And I'm not saying that to be dramatic. I'm not saying that. He literally chewed through mouth guards in a night, people. His teeth were comparable to taking a rusty spoon. <laughs> and dragging it across one of those old style washboards. If you didn't get to sleep before he went to sleep. You were going to be up till 3 a.m., which is when he would get up in his underwear and go to the (laughs) fridge to get something random to eat and scratch his ass. Nice. And then you can try to go to sleep. That's the other reason I didn't like sleeping there. It was horrible. Well, 
Um, I can kind of understand that because I hate it when you sharpen your knives on the mugs. It that's how that's what it reminds me of, and it makes me want to vomit every time I hear that. I'm sorry if it ceramic works to sharpen knives. Just so y'all know. So he tr- he turns the mug over and starts grinding it, ugh, grinding it on the blade, and it's ugh, ugh, you I need, hate it. You need to have a sharp knife just in case he attacks. Sharpen it on something else. They've got those knife sharpeners that don't make that sound. I understand, but what happens if you're getting attacked during lunch and you don't have a knife sharpener? Suck it up, Buttercup. Well, no. Keep a sharp fingernail to sharpen it, and just keep one. I tried doing that, and then you told me that I had to let the bonery grow and let my skin heal, and I had a perfectly awesome wolverine claw. You scar me. Yeah. Welcome to my sense of humor. It's a little dark, but it'll do. Okay. (laughs) All right, you want to do another one for you? All right, my last one is wet socks and shoes. Like, have you ever... like, had to step through a puddle in your sneakers. Ah, oh, I hate that feeling. And your socks get drenching wet, and your shoes get drenching wet, and you feel like you're literally stepping and sopping wet water. Like, as a kid, it was fun. Mm-hmm. I used to love it. Now I'm older, I'm over here going, why did I ever fill my boots with water and run Ugh. around in them? It just, it's horrible now. It bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a few more, actually. I get irritated a lot easier than you do, apparently. Okay, so my next one was going to be this. I'm sorry if we start a war with Canada, but it needs to be said. Canadian bacon is not bacon. It's ham, people. It is ham. It is ham. I went to Canada one time to meet up with a boyfriend, long story, and... They gave me that for breakfast, and I was like, oh, this is really good ham. And they actually got angry at me. They got... I've never seen an angry Canadian before, you guys. That was an angry family of Canadians. I was like, shit, they gonna get their hockey sticks out and beat me. They didn't, so... Summon the beavers. (laughs) I love it. Anyway, so yeah, that is ham. It's not bacon. Okay. I also okay. hate lip pimples. Oh. You know the ones you get like right yes. on the edge of your lip and they're tiny and if you try to pop them, it feels like your face is giving birth. And it hurts so much. It, seriously, I hate them too. Yeah, okay. So there's a few that I agree with that I didn't even yeah. think of. Um, I hate the fact that people are like, wait to swim for 45 minutes or you'll get a cramp. Nope. I have never once gotten a cramp from doing that. Have I you? No. I have. I've never even heard of anybody getting a cramp. I have. I haven't. I have. Maybe if you're in the ocean, that's a problem. But if you're in a swimming pool... No, because then nobody talks about the fact that they drowned at sea. But yeah, um, I've heard... I was thinking more sharks, you know, can't get away kind of thing for the ocean. But the pool is like... The pool is usually with somebody else around. So if they see you and you're like, oh man, my stomach... One, you can usually free float a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. And two, they see you and you can go to, like, the side. If you're out in the middle of the ocean... Yeah, don't do that if you're in the ocean. I get that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Sunscreen. I don't know why. Like, I get what the purpose is, but it bothers me. It's I'm like, really why irritating. do we need armor from the sun? And it's liquid armor. So it's, like, oily, and it just sits on top of your skin like lotion that won't rub in. I thought that the sun was our friend. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Everybody's like, go outside, get some sunshine. It'll make you feel better. And I'm like, yeah, if I want a sunburn. Why does it burn me? Anyway, um, I also hate it when my kids hang on my clothes. Like if my if my daughter grabs the back of my shirt and is like, mom, I hate that. I'm like, tap me if you want. Don't pull on my clothes. It irritates me so bad. It's tearing apart, like, you know, clothes are expensive, man. It's not just that. I've had Sawyer, like, pull on my shirt so hard that it almost flashed people. Yeah, that ain't good. Yeah, it really wasn't. I was like, dude, not cool. Um, humidity. Okay, that one I understand fine. I moved to Florida. You guys, there is no such thing as drying off. You can use towels. You can even try to air dry. You could sit in front of a fan. You are not going to get dry. You feel like you're swimming in the air, underwater somehow, when you get out of a shower in Florida. Yeah, I can actually attest to the change. I I lived in Florida my whole life. Alright, up until I was 21, I was born and raised in Florida inland. However, I didn't understand when people were like, Oh, it's so humid down here. I was like, no. Not really. It's really not, guys. I mean, I can breathe. I can run around. I can do a mile event, you know. Um, but then I moved to New Mexico. And I felt like SpongeBob when he dries <laughs> out. And he's like, <gasps> water. I need water. But no, seriously, it was so humid in Florida that when we moved, when I took her there for the first time, she about died. That was horrible. I was like, I feel like I can't breathe. Well, between that and the <sighs> rattlesnake underneath the house. The woven duct tape bathtub bottom. The liquid sewage that literally the neighbor got... that likes to shoot guns off at 3 a.m. and is like, hey guys, come shoot with me. And I'm like, I have a three-year-old. And he's like, that's nice, he can shoot it too. Yeah, no, this dude had a whole bunch of problems. Next to the other next-door neighbor who had PTSD and a really big gun. Yeah. And then there was another time that one of the neighbors was a moonshine person. He was making moonshine. That was the first time I ever tried it. Wait, is that is that against the law? Can I get in trouble for that? Uh, don't worry about it. We we ain't, <laughs> we ain't in Florida no more. Okay. Anyway, um, but yeah, I didn't know what it was. God, that burned so bad. It burned so good. Really? Look, man, I'm from Florida. Don't judge. I got I got stories that'll make your hair fall out. <laughs> uh, the next one that I had was the dry glasses. I hate it when you have to pick up a glass right after it comes out of the dishwasher, and your hand sticks to it. I like that. Feeling. I hate that. It makes me it. Oh, it's the equivalent of nails on a chalkboard for my fingers. I want to vomit when I feel that. I like that feeling, but I've worked in a lot of dishwashing places, so it doesn't bother me anyway. It grosses me out. And right. then there's a new word that you came up with that really bothers me. You know how everybody's like, oh, moist is a weird word? Yeah. It's weird, but that word doesn't bother me. Then you came up with another stupid word that does bother me, and now it bothers me more. Okay, so I came up with a word that's a combination of squeak and screech. Squeech. I hate that word. <laughs> Stop! <sighs> you know what else I hate? What? Um, when you go to... Have you ever worked in customer service? Oh. I, know, I know the answer, but for the, for the people. Yes. I've worked in customer service for 14 long years. Long. Long years. 
Yep. Um, so actually one of the things that I hate is when you are telling a customer something and they're like, I want to speak to your manager. And you're like, okay, he's going to tell you the same thing, but sure. I'll sit on hold forever and get yelled at by you while we wait for my supervisor to get off the phone and come over here and do his job. That's awesome. You know, and it's just, it's horrible. Yeah, or if you're talking to a customer who clearly cannot understand simple instructions. Oh my god. So, for example, if you tell them that something's on a certain aisle, 9 out of 10 of them will walk towards the place, look around and go, where's the aisle? This is for 9 out of 10 of the annoying customers. The 10th one will walk down the aisle, look right at it and go, I don't see it. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> now, of course, there are the good customers. They're the kind that they know where to go, or they ask simple questions that can go their way, and that's awesome. But no, that's not the point, though. Go ahead. So there is an article I read that is really cool. It says six things that all people who work in customer service know to be true. So if you have any stories about these tips, like times you've used it or times you're like, I wish I used it, okay. feel free to jump in. Go ahead, go ahead. Get tough. The biggest rule that has been around and used for more evil than good is that the customer is always right. And this can sometimes get rough to handle. We're taught not to fight back and to find the best solution to give the customer what they want, but we must also follow policy and not give away free things when not appropriate. Yes. We're taught to hang in there and be calm when we just want to either go cry or fight them. Working in customer service can train you for some nasty situations. Most of the people I work with have full life outside of work, and they are preoccupied with a million other things, just like everyone else. Having to take someone else's anger, and sometimes uncalled for anger, does a great job of making you a tougher person. And that is true, because if you go and let a customer walk all over you, you probably won't get to keep your job, ironically. If you yell at the customer, you won't get to keep your job. You have to listen to exactly what the customer says, smile when they call you an asshole, and say, I'm sorry, you can't have it your way. Almost like you're dealing... This is how I've dealt with it, to deal with an angry customer. Act like they're a toddler. Yep. They're an angry, sleepy toddler. That's nice. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but this is what you have to do. Yeah, go take your nappy. <laughs> Uh, second one says, I'm a better customer now. I personally feel this so hard. Yeah, no, I, I, since I've been working in customer service so long, I've always tried to be humble. You know me, Danielle. When mm -hmm. we're at the uh, restaurants, I clean up the table before they get he a chance to. We're the ones eating, and he's like, before we leave, he gets all the dishes together so they're easy to carry and wipes the table off and... I've been there. It's hard, it, especially sometimes with some of the lower-paying duty ones that are, you know, dish pit uh, positions. It's hard. Yeah. How to handle people with no work ethic when you're doing everyone else's work. You're like, I just want to get paid, guys. Can we get this done? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's great. By the way, the other night I was talking to so-and-so and they're just over there gossiping. Or because I'm not a cigarette smoker anymore. I've gone six years without a cigarette. 
when they're like, I'll do it after I take this smoke break, and you're like, you just had one 30 minutes ago. And then they sit out there chatting for another 15 minutes, and blah, 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 and then they keep doing it, like, every, I don't know, hour and a half? Yep, and in the meantime, they take care of one or two customers. Maybe. And they're like, yep, I did that, now I need to go take another smoke break. Thanks. You know what we should do? What? First of all, that is actually a pet peeve of mine that they're not being fair. Yeah. Um. Second, I think we should do it so that there's a total of 30 minutes where, like, the non-smokers could get two fifteen. Okay, okay. And the smokers could get three tens because that would make it so they can go out more often for nicotine, but it's not being unfair to the people who don't smoke. I like that. I really do because... Sometimes I feel like unless you're a smoker in customer service, you really get the short end of the break. Yeah. Yeah, you know. All right, so on this one, the example that they said was, in customer service, people come and go like no other. In one year, a company will see 10 to 15 changes in employees sometimes. Yes. And some of those don't always work out. The demand for coffee has grown in the last few years, and so is the need for more human power to meet that need. Yes. This seems that sometimes some companies will hire anyone, even those with a poor work ethic. These are the ones that are inattentive to customers, will call out all the time, and generally blow off their assigned duties. It can be a nightmare when your boss fails to see that this employee is more or less a waste of space. And eventually, you develop ways to work with or around this person. You find some sort of medium ground so that you don't lose your sanity. I have had that problem with more than a few of my jobs. Uh, Some of the uh, people I'm talking about were very obsessed with, like... Um, ironically, fantasy sports, they were <laughs> over here on their phone, like, nine out of ten times, just... Didn't you have a manager that passed out in the back and you were doing his job? Oh, 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 God, we, okay, we're gonna talk about that one real quick. Yeah. So, for those of you that haven't heard, I've worked in a lot of customer service jobs, and I have had a lot of experiences. I actually am gonna write a book one day. Yeah. Everybody right. that's heard our stories has said the same thing. You should, yep. you guys should write a book or be a be soap a opera. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I was working my first gas station job at Seven Eleven. I'm not gonna say where, but the person I was training me, one of the nighttime managers, didn't show me anything. I had no idea. I was still learning the ropes on the cashiering from the daytime training, but I had no idea what I was supposed to do. And he goes, "Okay." I'm going to go take a nap in the back. Wake me up if we get robbed. (laughs) What? So, didn't he fall asleep on, like, cardboard or something? He literally, yeah, he made a bed, like, a bed thing out of cardboard boxes, took a nap, and didn't wake up till about two hours before shift ended, and then came out and was like, so, how'd it go? I don't know. Uh... (laughs) I think, I think I did okay. I didn't get beaten up and robbed, so we're All good. Right. Yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> I did later get attacked. And, yeah, tell and, me about that one. Oh, my Lord. So I had still been working there for about maybe two, three weeks. And this lady and her boyfriend stopped for gas. And she's sitting in the passenger side because she was, she was wasted. And so, when the boyfriend pulls up to the pump, it was a pump that was out of order. I tried to move my head. I was like, hey, go to the next one, because this one doesn't work. But that got that lady so pissed off, she scooted to the driver's door, got out, and drunkenly walked over and said, 
Are you gonna get in the way of me in a good time? I just met that guy in a bar. And we need gas. We need gas right now. I was like, ma'am, I'm just saying that one's out of order. Go up to the next pump. She goes, no, you're going to make that one work right now. Comes up to me and starts choking me. I kid you not. She starts choking me. So before I even have a chance to react, this other dude's already over going, can I help you? Because it was literally for a split second, but she was already there. All right, she's already over here grabbing at my neck to choke me. You're there, she's trying to do the really drunken thing where she's like, come here, you. <laughs> she looked like this. That, yeah. Well, she that was how she felt. For those of you who can't see, which is everybody. <laughs> uh, Not everybody's blind. <laughs> um, All but, right, so yeah. let's move on to the next one. It says, how to teach. In being a barista, I learned that a lot of customers didn't know as much as I did about products. So I learned how to make recommendations, ask the right questions, and teach them about how to make it a unique experience. Yes. I've also learned how to teach coworkers and be a leader when I'm training new employees. Yes. Um, that is actually a great way to get promoted to a training position or a manager position is by showing every customer, like trying to help every customer. For example, if you see somebody that has a barbecue um, barbecue grill. They buy a barbecue grill. Make sure you tell them about where the charcoal and the lighters are or the propane, you know. Hot you, dogs. The hot dogs, if you tell them. Like, try to show them the whole deal because, one, it shows your manager that you know how to sell things, which every manager will try to make sure they meet their quota of how much stuff gets bought. You're just helping that along. Sold. Are you done? For now. Okay. Now, by doing that and showing the new customers the ropes, you're showing them how to make more sales, which everybody knows will get you somewhere in life. See, si, senor. All right, go ahead, go the ahead. The next one was how to talk to people and have social skills. My favorite part about my job as a barista was the people I met, the cool ones. Customers came from all over the place, and starting a conversation or commenting on a small detail you notice can lead to some good connections, and maybe even a date. Who knows? Now, I've had a whole bunch of positive customer service experiences. I've had people give me tips. I've had, like, money tips, uh, like, sometimes 20, 30 bucks. It's yeah, he's good at that. It's because I know how to talk. Thankfully, I do. Otherwise, I shouldn't be running this podcast. <laughs> you know how to talk decently. Maybe not grammatically also, correct. Also, speak not. <laughs> okay, maybe I don't know <laughs> the exact grammar. However, I do know how to get across my messages and to kind of camouflage or chameleonize with other people. Like, ask, uh, well, Danielle, hmm. go ahead. How would you say I connect with people? Like an example or just like a rating just, scale? Yeah. Would you say is a... You are very good at... Um, I think chameleonize is a good word for it. But you're very good at adapting to whatever you need to be for that person. You want to help them and you just kind of conform to whatever it is they need. However, you're not you're not a jellyfish. You stand up for things you believe in. Exactly. Exactly. I don't like to be pushed over either. I just, I don't want, I think the way you're trying to say it is I kind of adapt to their language skills. There we go. Like, if somebody is over here talking in New York uh, about 
stuff like, I don't know, buildings and living in the big city. I've never actually been there, but at least I can kind of mimic the words and some of the phrases that show that I understand, at least. Right. You know, it, uh... You're really good at just kind of putting the pieces together of what you know and figuring out what's going on, so you blend in really well. The next one is how to have patience. Patience is a virtue, and customer service will teach this to you. You might want to work at a faster pace than customers are allowing you, and sometimes there's too many customers and you're overwhelmed by your pace. All you can do is just go with the flow. Getting angry will only make things worse. That's really true. And also, sometimes the best satisfaction is not getting the customer, like, giving in to the customer's anger and getting scream, you know, into a screaming match. Because guess what? Once you do that, you're going to lose your job and the customer is going to still walk away with whatever they came in for. Because at that point, you just made it where the customer had a bad experience. And even if they were in the wrong originally, the manager is going to think that they should make it right. By giving them what they want. That's very true. Um, so, do you want to tell them about that one time when we were doing the audits and that one lady got all mad and stuff? Oh, okay. So, I have worked also as a secret shopper for tobacco uh, compliance safety. Mm -hmm. Which means I go in I try to see who will sell me cigarettes without my ID. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's been kind of an interesting job, but one time I had to go back in to have the manager sign the paperwork, and the lady that saw me, that was the original cashier, started running towards the manager, because she thought I was going to complain and try to get her to get me the cigarettes or something. And so she runs up, and before she has a chance to say a word, I was like, so just letting you know, I'm from the Tobacco Compliance Safety Audit. Here's your paperwork. She passed, and her face kind of fell between confusion and, oh my gosh, I was totally in the wrong. Like, she really thought she had a fighting chance against me, and she had no idea what the fight was. <laughs> hmm. That's funny. <laughs> Um, I found a couple other things really quick. Go ahead, go ahead. So, these are reasons nice people should not work in customer service. And I'm going to tell you guys some horror stories about when I was doing customer service. You're because too nice. I am. I'm so nice. It's it's a, it's a blessing and a curse, I guess. Because it's it makes me very sensitive to things. And it's, it sucks, but it can also help. So, Alright, so, nice people are sensitive. Ha! Customers are loud, abrasive, and impatient. They're rude. There are exceptions, of course, but anyone who's worked even one day in a client-facing position knows the people are com- that people coming to customer service are usually upset. For th- and blah, 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 blah. Mm, I can't speak. And for some reason, many clients find it acceptable to take their frustrations out on you, the well-meaning customer service employee, as if you're intentionally out to make their experiences with your company crappy. The main problem is that with this is that you internalize the result. Uh, yeah. Seriously, I can't talk. You internalize the insults and observe absurd accusations and take it all personally. As a truly nice individual, you absorb this non-personal angry venting and blame yourself for the issue. The more customers you work with, the worse you feel. That is also very true. I've seen a lot of people get so depressed after their first day getting trained in the job 
And now this going cry in the corner because they couldn't get a customer's order right because they couldn't find Don't a customer's judge, pro- dude. I've been that person crying in a corner before. I know, but that is one thing that nobody thinks about when they're doing customer service. You have to grow a thick skin. Now, me, I have almost bulletproof skin. Yeah. All right, my dad was a trucker who was taught by a sa- uh, Navy sailor, well, SEAL, how to do things. And also, my grandfather was a CB, so <laughs> technically a whole bunch of sailors. I have heard it all. There is nothing that a random person can say to insult me, and it makes me laugh half the time. It's like, damn, that's a good insult. Keep them coming. Come yeah. on. All right? It's... The people that I see that actually get sad and cry, I'm like, I feel so bad for them because you can't always help the customer. You want to, but you can't. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, the time that I was thinking about was the time that I was trying to help somebody. And you guys, I was still, like, barely in my early 20s. So I just came out of teenagerhood. Yeah. And I was using the phrases that I had heard, and I didn't mean to insult this lady, but... I was trying to help her. She was already upset, and I had de-escalated her, and I was feeling pretty good about it. And something went wrong, and I said, hold on a second. My computer's being retarded. And she got so angry at me because apparently she had somebody in her family that was mentally impaired or something. Right, And right. she took such a personal offense. And I was like, ma'am, I was not trying to offend you. I'm sorry if I did. I was just trying to say that this is blah, 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 you know, and explain... And she kept being like, let me talk to your manager. And she was, like, cussing me out the whole time. And I felt so bad. I, I believe it. There I was is... like, I don't get it. Because, like, for example, I'm bi. And right. I don't get offended when people are like, oh, that's gay. You know, that doesn't bother me. Even though right. it's meant as something negative. Because it's something that people just grew up with. They grew yeah. up with the term. They don't mean it as an insult. Right. You know, it. sometimes people really get oversensitive by Snowflakes. Things. All right, so the next one is nice people are easily flustered. All you want to do as a nice person is make the client happy. That's so true. That's a difficult enough endeavor on its own, but when several customers are barking commands at once, your people-pleasing brain starts to smoke. All these clients need help, and most of them are mean about it, and you desperately want to take care of them all immediately. But the high level of negative input impairs your ability to problem-solve. And so you bounce around from complaint to complaint, attempting to put each fire out, but getting pulled away before it's out by a larger one, and ultimately you hardly accomplish anything. At the end of the day, you reflect on all the issues you weren't able to resolve and doubt your capabilities as a professional. And I've had that happen too, when we got three people asking about where the toilet paper is because they're out, and we got another two people asking where hand sanitizer is because we're out, (laughs) and then you got one more person going, can you open the restroom and we're going because of covid we can't open the restroom or you know stuff like that and you got a whole bunch of angry freaked out customers that are trying to get everything done at once you start to go you know what you guys can all just go (laughs) find it yourselves no you can't use the bathroom and if you poop on the floor you're cleaning it up nice ex or sorry nice introverts have it even worse and this is probably me Extroverted people get their strength from speaking with others. Chatting and interacting excites and enlivens them. Introverts, on the other hand, find too much verbal communication tiring. It leaves them mentally exhausted, and they need some alone time to recharge. It makes sense, then, that if you're in an introverted employee... Yeah, if you're an 
introverted employee in a customer service position where interacting with other people is the name of the game, you're at an increased disadvantage. Not only is your niceness working against you, but you're also operating in an environment that depletes you of energy. A nice customer service employee leaves work feeling offended and doubtful. You, the nice introverted customer service employee, leave work feeling offended, doubtful, and drained. Yes. Um... Once again, it has to do with that thick skin and knowing that you have to hold your ground. Like, for example, if somebody comes in with an expired coupon saying you have to honor it, no, you don't. I just want to make them happy so when they yell at me, I feel bad and I'm like, I'm sorry, I failed you. Look, you didn't fail them. They failed you by bringing you an expired coupon, but they don't seem to realize it. So, hold your ground, say, let my manager speak to you, and let, seriously, sometimes it's almost... It's almost like back in the day when you knew you were right right, and someone else is wrong, so you stood up for what you believed in right. as a kid, all right, and you ended up being validated. Yeah. Same thing. If you stand up for that and you keep calm where the customer doesn't get to you, no matter what they say, this is stupid. I had a customer the other day come in. He was asking about how much an RC Cola was, and I rang it up. It was 211. I know it's 211. All right, but I'm pretty sure the customer was stealing, by the way. Uh, he literally throws it on the counter and says, that said it was a dollar, it was bullshit, and storms out of the store. Now, I could have been very offended and started cussing him out and be like, you need to read the actual price instead of assuming something, you dicktard. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Levi. But that would get me fired. Right. So. Well, it says the exception when customers are awesome there are situations in which, darling, you working in customer service is a beautiful scenario for all parties. Yes. For example, let's imagine you work for a charity and your clients are donors or volunteers. Or maybe you're employed by Hawaii, by a Hawaiian resort where your customers are vacationers. If the clients are participating in a feel-good activity or are arriving at the scene already in a fantastic mood, it's likely that those conversations are going to go swimmingly. That is a win-win-win for the customer, the employer, and you. Bottom line, know yourself well and navigate the professional world accordingly. And if you're honestly nice, stay far, far, far away from the most customer service roles. It is true. It, it really is. I I really like it when people are not mad at me. <laughs> yeah, I've had people that are aggravated when I was pushing shopping carts. actually were trying to pretty much run me over. Right. Have you seen um, the meme or whatever it was that had the circle of shopping carts? See, what I would do there is I would padlock every single one of them together. Oh, you're never going to get your car out, dude. Ever. Never going to get it. You got to just drive it like that, like a weird barrier around <laughs> it. I mean, technically, I guess that's a good way to, uh, you know, do a shield. That That is true. That is very true. Two ways to look at things. Very, very true. All right. So we're going to wrap it up here in a minute. But before we do, let's give them kind of an update. This is called a, this is a segment called Into the Spotlight. And it is based on my music career. So I don't know if you guys have heard yet or not. But um, we have a whole bunch of music stuff going on. For example, the um, magazine. Sorry, I couldn't think of the word. Grimes Magazine came out and I was featured in it. Do you remember the page number? 
Yeah, it's 87 or 88. I think it was 87 or 88. Um, but I was featured in it, and it was super awesome. I have a whole bunch of stuff uh, social media-wise. Like, we have Twitter. I was on RadioChart.com. We were on Cali FM. Um, we have another radio station that's trying to pick it up, but we have that in the process. Yes. We had to put a pause on the collaborations we were doing because of the fact that my voice was messing up. I uh, really was belting it out there for a while when I was creating the music. And this, like song after song was coming, and so it was really hard for me to keep going like that. So my voice kind of messed up, but... That is getting better now, so we're going to get the collaborations back in order, and so we're going to have another one coming out that, ironically, is called Before I'm Done. Um, so that one's going to come out. We have new editions of Carry On, and Perpetual is a new one that came out recently. You can go ahead and go to radiochart.com. It would be radio-chart.com, and you can look up Superstar, S-U-P-E-R-S-T, and then the asterisk, K. I mean, not K. Sorry, R. I'm sorry. I was looking at a, I was looking at a sign. Superstar. <laughs> You're Iron Woman. Superstar. My bad. I was looking at a car that was driving by. I'm getting distracted. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up here. Take a look at the uh, media that we mentioned, and we will see you next time here on Relationship Gold. <laughs>